Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Well, today I'm speaking about the presence of God, you and I. (laughs) The presence of the Holy Spirit, you and I. And all about the Holy Spirit. There's nothing that I love to speak about as much as the Holy Spirit. It's like, it's like when I finished ever being a, a church leader and no longer leading the movement or whatever, it will probably be my natural gravitational subject that whoever asks me to come and speak at a church, it'll be what I will get because I love it more than anything else. It's talking about the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and the presence of God and how we as a people can get touched more with the presence of God and we as a church. And, you know, I think about when God came down and the, God made Adam and Eve and he made them to, to, uh, in the Garden of Eden and, and God would come down in the cool of the evening and he would walk with them and, and uh, he would in, download heaven into their heart. He would, they would talk with him. He would ask where he's been the last day. Because God, he's, gone, he's been away somewhere, he's been to heaven and, and he comes down and walks with man and, and man's asking questions, Adam and Eve's asking questions and tell us where you've been and, and God just giving them a little lesson as they walk along and, and then he says, well, I've got to go now and they says, where are you going? I'm, I'm going to come, but I'm going to, I'm going to come back again tomorrow and i teach you some more. And, and this is what God it had for them. You imagine as, as what it would have felt like as Adam and Eve not having sin in their human body, not having sin in their soul, in their spirit, and, and just only having the knowledge of God permeating their very being, having the light of God permeating their very being, to have walked in that garden just with God and, and what it would have been like. Is there, it was just like, it would have, man, the, the, the experience of, of a sinless Human to human beings walking with God and and knowledge and revelation abounding and abounding in their spirit they would have been glowing like light bulbs um, and, and afterwards just with the with the with the incredible uh, impartation of of knowledge from God and 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 the sad thing we know is that all of it was taken away from them. They could no longer be cast out of the garden. No longer to have fellowship with God. The death that came into their body would have been, it would have been so, so horrific. And they haven't, never had sin, never had death. And then death came into their body. And what it did to them on the inside, the, the deadness in their soul, and no longer having that, 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 that light of communication with God. But sin... See, God knew it was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen. It never changed God's plan. See, sin never changed God's plan. God still had a plan for that same thing that he was making Adam and Eve for because because it, it wasn't a change. God didn't change it. It's still the same. It's still the same. Jesus came thousands of years later, died on the cross, so we would come back into the same relationship that Adam and Eve had. 
that's the same, and it hasn't changed. And so God, how he, he longed to come and to, 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 to walk with Adam and Eve. So God, by his presence today, wants the same experience for you as he had for Adam and Eve. See, it hasn't changed things. God would have said to Adam and Eve for sure, one day I'm going to take you, sometimes I'm going to take you to heaven where I've been the last 24 hours. Well, hours, <laughs> you know, you probably didn't say hours. The last day, <laughs> Adam and Eve said, what's an hour? <laughs> so, so, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have changed. So, so he was training Adam and Eve to, to rule and reign with him. And so now what he's training us for is the Bible says that we will rule and reign with him. And see, it hasn't changed. It's, but, 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 but what has happened is that Jesus provided a way back for us to come into that fellowship with him. So it's, so it's us and God being trained to rule and reign forever with him. And, and he has got so much to, to, to impart into our spirit. And, you know, we were born separated from, away from God, but, but, but God longed for us to come back. You know, it wasn't just you that found God. It was God that found you. Because he came looking for you. He came, he wanted you so much. He wanted fellowship with you. He wanted, he wanted a relationship with you. But, but let's move on. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 3, verse 3, and, and Moses is out there in the, in, the, in the wilderness and he sees a burning bush and he sees it not being consumed. And he sees this fire coming out of a bush, but the fire's not burning the bush. And, and Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight and why the bush does not burn. And when the Lord said to him, saw that he turned aside to look God called to him from the midst of the bush and said Moses Moses and he said here am I here I am and then he said do not draw near this place take off your sandals and your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground moreover he said I am the God of father God of Abraham Isaac and the God of Jacob and Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God because Moses was looking from his sinful state but we are called to look upon God. We are called. But many times things happen in our life where we get, all of a sudden something happens. And most of it, we've all been born separate away from God, but something happened. The Holy Spirit somehow impressed upon us. And maybe somebody invited you to church, but you turned aside to look because these are unusual things. Maybe the unusual things that, you know, I was born up with, brought up as a, as, as in a Christian home. I had a mum and dad. I took me to, took me to Sunday school. Every, every Sunday we had to learn memory verses, but it didn't captivate my heart. It was very boring, really. I looked around at the four pictures were on the wall. I looked at them every Sunday for, for Sunday school. I looked at them every day for seven years, every Sunday, and nothing captivated me. It was, was nothing there. But, but, but something happened in that, that God had a plan for my life and he had a plan for your life. And because religion doesn't satisfy, just going to church doesn't satisfy. There's more to it. There's a, and, and, and one day my, my granddad, my granddad had planted three churches in Australia. My granddad was an amazing man. He's, he's one of the great heroes of my life. He was a soldier in the First World War, got shot um, wounded, came to Britain, they brought him back, he was an Australian serviceman, um, found a bride in Britain just after while he was getting recoup, recuperating from his wounded um, shoulder, and then um, she went back to Australia, she followed him back at only 17 years of age, they got married, and, um, and uh, amazing story, and then he got saved, and and the Holy Spirit came upon him, and he used to come to our farm and, and pray every afternoon, um, he would come to our farm and stay with us like for six weeks at a time. But every afternoon he'd walk down the, the paddock and I just used to follow him. I followed him one day. I wonder where granddad went. 
But I didn't realise that when I was going after him, actually it was, he was going down there to meet with God because he didn't really tell me what he was doing down there. But I was going to go down there and jump on Grandad. And as I was like just a young boy, I didn't realise what was going to happen to me. I, I didn't believe in ghosts. I mean, I, you know, I heard about ghosts, but I didn't believe in them. I was just, you know, I was just like a natural man. Like really, I, used to, I had an axe. I used to love cutting trees down and... And I remember one time I was cutting, we used to have a timber house which had timber posts and, and I had my axe and I was cutting the, I thought I'd one day I'd cut the house down. And, and Granddad come down, he said, what are you doing, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just cutting the house down. <laughs> he said, get away, get away, go out there and cut a tree down up in the paddock rather than cut the house down. I mean, and uh, it's a good thing he was in the house, man, when he heard the boom, boom, boom. <laughs> You know, uh, because I, you know, I didn't really think really. I just like, just thought he was something to chop. <laughs> and, um, but when I was, went down there to Granddad and went down there and I heard Granddad talking to himself. I thought he must be mad talking to himself. And I stretched my, my ear to listen and something touched me. Something just overwhelmed me, nearly knocked me over. So I, and it was a ghost. A ghost came and, and all I was was sneaking up on Granddad. And a ghost came and just like, it, 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 it's like, man... From that day onwards, I believed that there's ghosts. I mean, I'd never believed a ghost, but there was something invisible that, that, that all of a sudden my hairs went up all over me. And I was like, I had never felt this ever before in my life. I was so terrified. I was terrified. I ran for my life. I, got, I remember walking backwards for about three steps because I didn't want to go. I wouldn't be careful that I didn't want to. I just walked backwards like this. And then the further I got three steps away, I turned and ran. Ran into my bedroom, slammed the door and said to myself, I'm never going near granddad again in my life <laughs> but you know what and I didn't know it was God that touched me I I didn't know I didn't know I only wish that I had known otherwise I would have gone and said granddad teach me whatever it is because I'm missing that for for all those years of my life I missed out on that that time with God and only a foolish man ever says if I live life I'd live it the same again I hope you never say that surely we'd wake up earlier Surely we'd actually come to God earlier. Surely we'd ask and be more teachable rather than pretending we know it all. Uh, you know, we never think if we live life again, you'd do the same again. How ridiculous. You're stupid or something. <laughs> I mean, really, we'd all be a bit smarter. We'd all be a bit more teachable, everything like that. I didn't know and I should have, and I wished I'd gone. I said, Granddad, teach me, lay hands on me. Teach me everything that you know. I, I want to understand more about this. What is it? What is it? What were you saying which just touched me? Were you praying for me and for my brothers and my, my sisters? That Were you praying for me and I just happened to be there and, and, and God came to touch me? Friend, the Holy Spirit is, Garrick, my granddad carried a, a great measure of the Holy Spirit. He's an amazing man. Amazing. I went to the church on the 50th anniversary of the church that he had planted. And as I came to that church and there was someone, this man said, are you Samuel Dales' grandson? I, yes, I said, I am. He said, I've never in 50 years found a pastor who ever pastored this church that prayed like your granddad. He would be this older man. He is like 65. He must have been 15 in the church when granddad was there, but he made a lasting impression, my granddad, on this, on this, young, on this young man. Friend, I tell you, people who walk with God make an impression on others. But, you know, when you start to see something like Moses did, he turned aside. I want to ask you to, and I want to encourage you to turn aside, to look at, 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 at the presence of God and the, 
and, and even look at, the, at the, the things of God in the scriptures, just to not to see them as the, the written word, but to see, to look into their, in there through the eyes that, of, of, of someone who seeks after God. Because, because when you start to turn aside, I remember sitting on my, my, the, my, my farm, at a ha- farm and at a, a house with steps on the outside there. I was sitting on my steps one day and I just turned aside. And, and the Bible says in John 10, 10, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. I just said, Lord, I don't think I've got that abundant life. I've just got life. It was just that turning aside to ask that bit more of a question. It kind of, it's a bit like Moses that turned aside and said, how is it that this bush is not burning? Friend, because I tell you what, God wants to lead you. He wants to bring you into that place where you've got a, a more intimate relationship with God and with the Holy Spirit. My prayer is for, for the young generation particularly that you would see what I've seen. <laughs> you would see it in your life because I have seen some phenomenal, astounding moves of the Holy Spirit, uh, awakenings of God when God awakened people in extraordinary manners. I mean, I have seen several major, major moves of God. And I, I say, Lord, let it happen here today. Let it happen in this church. Let it happen in this nation. Let it happen in 2017. Not like it did in 80 or 90, but 2017. Because, because I, have, I have spoken to people who have seen extraordinary things. I had this man, he's passed away now, but he was a, he was a, a, a black man from the Solomon Islands. And he was like a legendary leader over there. And he, one time he told me how he was in a prayer meeting in a hut. And one time the Holy Spirit came into their hut and he said it just blew the roof of their hut off. <laughs> and they were, they were just the move of the Holy Spirit came and it just lifted the hole. And they're all standing there with the sky above them. And the Holy Spirit just blew the roof off the, <laughs> of the hut. And they maybe that's not very good. So I didn't know that was a bit like, what did you do that for, God? <laughs> he, said, he said, I looked around. He said, I literally, he said, I saw, he said, I saw flames on people's heads. He said, I've seen the day of Pentecost. I saw it happen. He said, I saw it happen. He, uh, and when he told me this, something I was in, I was only like at this time, I was, I was about 28, I suppose. But, but hearing these things caused me to, to look aside and to, to realize there's more than what I have. And, and he, he told me how he, he was going to preach at a certain church, was in, which was in an awakening and a move of God. And he said, I came over the hill and he said, I heard this roar. He said, it was like a wind, like a blowing, like a, like a hurricane blowing, but the wind, the, the leaves weren't even shaking it was the leaves was just still but there was a roar and as I got close to the church I came over the ridge and as I came close to the church the roar was so loud it was like a but but like a like like a jet or a or a or a hurricane but he said there wasn't even a wind in the tree it was so still but he said it was a move the spirit of God that was happening and I heard those stories and I thought God let me see it. Let me see what it's like. Let me, let me see the moves. And, and so I've seen times when God has literally unleashed his presence and his power. I went to, I think it was, it was actually in this, in this same church, where, but years later, in that same place where he had told me that I came to this church and there was, they were having a move because sometimes people, churches, pay a price 
to go further. Other times we sit farther complacently and we come and we're kind of complacent, but, but there's always more. And I came to this church and, and it was like I just happened to be there. I was a visitor. But I tell you what, maybe I was a visitor because God arranged for me to go there because my heart was hungering for this. Because sometimes when your heart is hungering, the Lord has ways to direct your feet steps, footsteps that you end up going to that place. And so I ended up in this place and, and then I was in this, in this there and there was a, it was a, we had a phenomenal evening meeting. And, but then the, the church building was like a, like a couple of hundred meters away from where the, that place where they put me to stay. And I got up and I went to sleep and I went, came, I got up in the middle of the night, probably go to the toilet, whatever, at two or three o'clock in the morning. I, I, and I got up and I looked over and the light was still on over the church. And I thought, that's amazing that the light's still on over the church. And I, and, and, and I thought, I'd just go over. Do you know, I turned aside because there was something that was a little bit unusual. And I, and, and I don't want to miss out on anything. I don't want to miss out on anything. I turned aside and I, I went, started walking over there just alone, going over 200 meters in the dark to this, to this, um, till I saw the light on in the church there. And when I walked in and there was no adults there, I, to this day, it gives me goosebumps every time I remember what I saw. But I saw these children like 10 years of age about seven or eight of them kneeling down around in a circle. The adults were all gone home to sleep, but the children stayed. And the children but, uh, they stayed, and, and they were in a circle around, and they were on their knees, and they were just there, and they were, just, they were praying. But they were only saying one word. They were only saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And tears were, all of them had these little marks of tears running up their face. And, and this was three o'clock in the morning. This was three o'clock in the morning for 10-year-old children. This was like, I honestly, there's every time in my whole life when I felt like take off your shoes, sandals, you're standing on holy ground. It was at that moment of time when I saw these young children literally in, 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 in a trance of the presence of God that, 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 they, had, that they were praying so intently that they literally their spirit was infused that they didn't even sleep that night. These are 10-year-old children. And, and it, you know what? It makes me aware that there is so much more to God than what we walk with every day. There's so much more to God that you enter into an eternal realm where timelessness takes over you, where it's not, we're not so time-conscious. We live in a time-conscious world. It's so, so driven by this clock. But, but they entered into a, a timeless realm, those children. Sometimes when, we, when I've seen these great outpourings of the Holy Spirit, it takes over us. And people don't consider it a grudge to go an extra half an hour. Like, oh, man, I've got chicken in the oven. I need to go into the chicken, right? <laughs> but, it's like, but it's like a timeless realm because God wants to give you a heavenly manna, not just your chicken in the oven. He wants to give you, he wants to give you a heavenly manna that will feed your spirit, that will charge your very being, that will make you, you know... You know, the, the thing is about this, but the presence of God I'm speaking about is it becomes so addictive that the more you have, the more you want. The more you have, the more you want. But I can tell people who want more and people who don't want, who don't want more is because it's like, it's like we don't realize it sometimes, but we drift so far away from the presence of God that he's no longer has that same pull to our heart. Because we've no longer been in his presence enough to have been addicted any longer. 
And that to me is a scary thing for a Christian, a scary thing for a believer when, when you no longer have the crave for his presence. You no longer have the crave. You go to church, you meet with other friends at church. That's not bad. That's a good thing. We all have friends. I have friends. I love to meet with friends. But you know, the, the person that we need to look for to most is him. The person that we need to long for is him. What his presence is and how his presence because I have found this. There's some things that I have seen, I have found, is that when you talk about God, when you talk about the Holy Spirit and what you've seen him do, he turns up. It's as simple as that. He turns up. But if you're just talking about the weather, he don't turn up. <laughs> uh, you know, it just doesn't. He doesn't but he don't turn up. He just leaves it raining still. <laughs> but, but if you talk about football, you don't always say, wow, 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 God just turned up in our midst. It's like, no, no, no. If, you know, I've never felt God turn up when I'm talking about politics. I like to talk about politics. I've never, t- I, I talk about, you know, I could talk about Australia going to win the Ashes this year. <laughs> I, I like to talk about uh, cricket. I like to talk about football. I, I like to talk about Brighton and Hove Albion. Our football team in Brighton has just been promoted to the Premier League. <laughs> We're in the big realm now of, of England. Big, big realm. And the Liverpool, Manchester, Chelsea will all visit, visit Brighton with their teams this year. And that's amazing. Did God turn up? No, he didn't actually at all. I, I, don't, I don't know. Did, did you get any goosebumps about it? <laughs> you know, no, I didn't really. But, but, but you know, but, but when you start talking about God, and this is, this is not being religious, it's just reality. Yeah. I was in a, on a train in India, and, and trains in India, have you, anyone ever been on a train in India? You've been on a train in India, very hard to sleep through the night. <laughs> they rattle like, rattle, rattle, rattle. And then rattle, rattle, rattle. Rattle, rattle, and this goes, rattle, 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 the whole tr- carriage goes, rattle, 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 rattle. So we're going through a train, I was up north, and we're coming um, back to Delhi, wherever it was, and it was like, oh, it was just like, rattle, rattle. And it was like two o'clock in the morning, trying to sleep, and can't sleep, and there was another church leader was on that train, an Indian man, as he'd planted a lot of churches around India, and, and I just started talking to him about God, and about the Holy Spirit, and and, um, and I just started talking to him, and I was tired. He was used to the train. He probably could have get to sleep. He probably could have slept if I didn't wake him up and was talking to him. Because so, he would have been used to it, being an Indian man. But I was, I was there, and I was just talking to him. And, and, and we started talking about what he had seen. And I started talking about what I had seen. And do you know what? I'll never forget what happened. He's sitting opposite me. There's, there's like a, a aisleway between where people are going up and down, going to the toilet or going to get tea or whatever. And people are going past. And all of a sudden, after about 20 minutes of talking about what I'd seen, what he had seen, he, he shouted, he's here now. I can feel him in the carriage. <laughs> and he said, I can feel him in this place. And it was like, whoa, heaven had invaded that carriage. And, and it was like, well, that was goodbye sleep. I mean, it was over. <laughs> sleep was gone then. <laughs> it was no longer even the rattle, rattle, rattle that really mattered. Because it was like the Holy Spirit had come because he loves to, to turn up when you talk about him. Because when you're talking about yourself and you're full of self-ego, is he going to turn up? Not really. When you talk about football, is he going to turn up? Not really. But, you know... It's what it, when he comes and we talk, it's not, this is not just religious. This is, this is what we're meant to walk with. This is like God turning up in the cool of the evening. 
This is like infusion time of the Holy Spirit that, that he wants to come and, and meet with us. And, 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 and I want to say to you, have, have a hunger for the presence of God. Have a hunger that he wants to, because I have found this, that, 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 that is he, well, he, I don't, I've never described God as a gentleman, really. If you think he's a gentleman, he's not really a gentleman, <laughs> because he wasn't a gentleman to me. Uh, he was gentle at first. He was very gentle. He turned, caused me to turn aside, to hear, to see of these amazing miracles that I started to hear and read about. And I started to attend. But then all of a sudden, God wanted me. God, he actually wasn't just about here. God actually wanted me. <laughs> I was kind of getting a real, wow, 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 all these things. I, I never heard about these things. We used to be in, a, in the Baptist church growing up, and then we'd say the benediction, and Father and Son and Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs> and we're all gone. <laughs> we've, done, we've done our church for the day, and away we go. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and we say this little bit of a benediction out the door, and away you go. But that was the only thing I ever heard about the Holy Spirit. I never even heard about him before, apart from the benediction. And then all of a sudden, I realized he's a person. He's actually a person. He's everywhere. You can't just, he, he's everywhere. And he's wanting to, to come, to, to walk with me, and to infuse my heart and my life. And, and then all of a sudden, I turn aside, and, 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 my, and my brother-in-law, and Ruth particularly also, oh, man, one day, I mean, I forbid it to go to C-O-C-I-N-C, because that's where they're talking about the Holy Spirit. I banned her to go to church. I said, go to a brethren church. Go to Baptist church, anything. Like, but don't go to that bunch. Anyway, for seven years. And then one day, we get up one morning, Ruth says, last night while you were sleeping, I got up to pray. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I thought, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No. I was like, Adam, I should have been watching Eve. <laughs> You ate the fruit while I, you ate the fruit while I was sleeping last night. I, I, I did. I felt like Adam. I just knew I, I'll be able to, if I ever meet Adam, if it gets to heaven, I'll be able to tell him I know how you felt. <laughs> I should have been watching Ruth. But anyway, but anyway, she said, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I, no, I thought, no, this is it. I'm over. It's done. I'm beaten. I'm conquered. <laughs> but, but, you know, I turned aside. But then, gentlemen, over. God, not a gentleman. You forget that. He's not gentle. No way. When he wanted my life, it wasn't just a gentleman at the end. Do you think it was really a gentleman for Saul getting blinded? Whack! Blinded. Man, bang. He's blinded there. Man, he's being taken in blinded to Damascus. I've been to Damascus and there's still a fence around the place where they say Paul was for three days where he's blinded. There's still a place over there. They say this is the very spot they say where he's blinded. I'm not really a gentleman. I found that he, he wants you. You've got to understand, say, Lord, I give up <laughs> before it gets too painful. <laughs> give up. I ran away from granddad. I didn't realize I was running away from presence of God that wanted me. And then when Ruth gets up and, 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 and starts praying and the Holy Spirit, and you know, God is a, our, 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 our farm got smacked with a hailstorm. Not a gentleman, God, of that. He wanted me to finally say, to finally say, come into the bedroom and say, Lord, Lord, I know all things work together for good to them that love God. Lord, I, 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 Lord, I still love you and I'll, I'll love you forever. I felt so relieved. You know, some understand the Holy Spirit, turn aside and look for him. Feel him in the atmosphere. Feel him in the song service. <laughs> 
Sometimes the song leaders will sing a song and he hasn't quite flooded in yet. Sometimes it's on the second song. Sometimes it's on the third. Sometimes it's before you even start. You start coming up the steps and you realize as they come to church that, that he's already in the place and it's like something happens. We started our church in Brighton and, and, and we just met in hotels. We didn't have any people. Kevin and Cheryl, we didn't, I didn't know who they were. I don't know this lady came with had fuzzy hair in those days. But anyway, we started. <laughs> it was the trend but, um, but anyway but 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 we had this church this is what happened we have in this church many people come and holy spirit come and one night the holy spirit fell fell over all the children then one time one time every child was carried out drunk to their car they were it wasn't the adults that were drunk drunk in the holy spirit like in the day of pentecost they said because they said these men look as though they're drunk one night i never forget the children all got totally intoxicated by the presence of God that they could not walk and they were all carried out to their car but the adults had to carry them out it was like a night for the kids (laughs) but God had just come and God would just come and and, and this one man he came him him and his wife they had been in a move years before and once you've been in a move at some time you're never the same again you are you're ruined forever if you have seen at some time if you have seen at some time God move you you, you, you're, you're kind of ruined. Even if you don't respond and you don't respond to it, you'll go back to that experience in your mind that there was something I couldn't understand. I, I, something I saw and, and in a way you, you live your life thinking about the, something that you saw back there but you didn't say yes. You know, because, because it was God that was wanting you. So whether you respond when, when you turn aside, whether you respond when you first feel it or not, or you get away, it's touched you forever. It's an eternal touch. It's not a, it's not a, a human being's touch. It's an eternal touch that touches your life. And, and, and you see things differently. I say to you, when that happens, make sure you just say, Lord, here am I. Use me, here am I. I surrender to you, Lord. Because I've met many people get one touch, and they go away, and you meet them somewhere. down. But as though their eyes are, are dull, but they know, when you, they know that they have been touched by God. So... So, so, so we were having our meetings and, and, and the song service was only going. It was only just the start of the song service in this couple, Vince and Sharon Busk. They were walking in and as they walked in, he was walking in the hallway to come to our church and he said, Sharon, it's here. It's here. Now, obviously he wasn't talking about me because <laughs> he hadn't even seen me. I mean, it was up through the corridor before it wasn't me. I mean, some people said, is he, is, am I the vicar? I mean, there's all these people coming everywhere, but, but it wasn't me. See, it's not us that people really want. It's actually the Holy Spirit. He's here. Friend, he's here in this place. And he wants to come and touch your life and, and move with you. And, and, and I want to say to you that lean in to the things of God. Don't just put your arm across a, a, a chair and think, oh, yeah. oh, I wonder how my chicken's going. <laughs> You know, you've actually got to lean in and say, God, here am I. Use me. See, I've seen the, the moves of the Holy Spirit. I've seen times when the, His presence has come and, and He's touched my life and filled my life in a way that changed me. Man, I, the, the fact that I became the international president of, of the very church that I banned my wife to go to for seven years bears evidence that God is God. I mean, it really is. I, the very fact that I came to, to Britain... when. I never wanted to come to Britain. But God actually, He called me to Britain. 
He called me to come to this country. We had, I've seen so many, so many people's lives touched by God. We have a lady in our church, I was just talking to a couple of weeks ago, uh, called Linda Bolton. She's, and and I, I was talking to Linda. And the first time I took Linda's hand, she was in our church, she had, we only had 14 people in our first little home group meeting. I took her by the hand, I said, lady, I didn't even know her name, because she was just there come to this little house, because I didn't know anyone. And she said, I said, lady, you're almost dead. I can feel your pulse is just like almost spiritual pulse. Going just like boom. But I said, the Holy Spirit right now is touching your spiritual heart. And I can feel your pulse beginning to, to get touched and responded to the presence of God. And, and, and you'll never be the same ever again in your life. To that day, in that very moment, that very minute, to this day. Linda, she now acts like a 15-year-old girl. She's just like, <laughs> and this is, this is like 24 years later. Never change forever. Change forever. Her daughter had said to her that week before, Mum and Dad, being in your house is like living in a morgue. That's what she had actually said. Living in your house is like living in a morgue. But that was the last time she ever said it because God touched her in church that Sunday. And never, ever, ever, that same daughter now is leading a phenomenal church, her and her husband, also in Brighton, is her, is her daughter. So I tell you, how hungry are you for God? If there's something I want to um, want to say at the at the end here, is to lean into the presence of God and to the Holy Spirit, and and don't think you know it all. Because if you think you know it all, what do you know more than God? But God wants to teach you. He wants to come down. Adam and Eve didn't come to a place and say, "Well, actually, I know more than you, God." No, no, no. But though you know, they made a silly mistake. You know, smart people learn from other people's mistakes. Some people don't learn from their own mistakes. Some people don't learn from other people's mistakes. Some people just don't learn at all. <laughs> but if we're smart, we'll learn from other people's mistakes. And I want to say, keep hungry for God. Keep, keep involved with God. They that wait upon the Lord will mount up as on the wings of eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.